Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. The rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Losing a loved one is one of the most consequential events that can happen to someone. As a result, it's no mystery why it's often used as a plot device in stories because humans naturally gravitate to this universally sad and impactful moment that can happen in someone's life. In music, losses of this kind have an even greater effect in my opinion because the experience is actually real this time. Add on to the fact the idea of losing a mother in particular a force of nurture and comfort in almost everyone's life, and just about any and everyone can recognize and empathize with the gravity of this situation, which is why music touching on this subject can be so powerful. Today, we will be discussing an album that explores this unfortunate situation in Mike's disco. Originating out of NYC, Mike came up with the trailblazing slums movement with other pioneering artists such as Adi Hakim in the mid-2010s, with a distinct sound and personality that garnered acclaim and a devoted fan base almost immediately. Mike's rapping can be described by deep introspection and a trademark plain-spokenness where he often delivers biting lyricism so bluntly. Over the years, I have grown to absolutely love Mike's music. 2017's May God Bless Your Hustle was the album that really blew him up in the underground, was and still is a great album. And he has stayed remarkably consistent ever since, with 2018's War in My Pen, 2019's Tear of Joy, and 2020's Weight of the World in particular, that I all really loved. And now he has dropped Disco, his sixth full-length project in just four years. But more importantly, it's his third album since the death of his mother that happened a couple years ago. This death has understandably cast a dark cloud over Mike's already emotionally evocative music, where the listener has been able to witness firsthand a man go through the many stages of grief processing right before our eyes. Therefore, his mother's passing is a key point to keep in mind when taking in, and in my opinion, truly appreciating the beauty in Mike's disco and how far he has come. When I think of Mike, the words that come to mind are sincerity and honesty. In absolutely every album Mike has released, he pours his heart out. On disco, Mike certainly leans into his soulful nature once again, but without getting overly consumed by it. In the past, Mike would really exude the depression that he was experiencing at that time in the record. And it's not like there's anything wrong with that from a music perspective, but 
it's nice to see him continue the progression we started to see hints of on Weight of the World, where he seems now more at peace with where he is in life. I see Tears of Joy and Weight of the World as Mike processing the recent death of his mother and coming to grips with the pressure and residual effects that this unfortunate event inflicted on his mind. Whereas Disco feels like Mike finally beginning to start a new chapter, reflecting on the past without living in the past, which can only come from acceptance. It doesn't mean he isn't still dealing with similar mental health struggles, but now he is doing so with a stronger sense of presence and assuredness that is palpable. Leaders of Tomorrow exemplifies this beautifully as the most triumphant song I have ever heard from Mike. Atop an absolutely soaring instrumental, Mike commands your attention and concretely contemplates fallouts with past friends, musical relationships, and the integrity of those close to him. It's a weird thing to call a song like this that delves into these topics as triumphant, but that's precisely what makes Mike so special. He brings you into this world where this deeper sense of mental peace feels like a major accomplishment. As it should in reality too, but in music, you're rarely given insight into someone's mental state at such a deep level. So this nuanced mental exploration is truly what differentiates Mike from just about any other artist that delves into introspection here and there. He really goes deep. Spiral slash Disco is another beautiful lyrical moment which caps off the album perfectly. Over this evocative piano melody that just screams reflection, to me at least, Mike begins by speaking on how he and his surroundings have changed over the years and then drops some very telling lines that on one hand kind of perfectly sum up Mike's mission statement in music and then also perfectly sums up how he views life and dealing with hardship and also dealing with the moments where things seem good, pointing to calm and presence as the key. So the first part I want to highlight from this song is the mission statement he plainly says where he raps, really do these bars to recover, not for punchlines. Meaning that Mike's true purpose in his music isn't to just say a bunch of stuff for punchlines and for aesthetics, but really to heal and work through his thoughts and emotions. And then the other part that showcases his view on life and how to deal with the ups and downs is found in the following lines where he raps, it's one dice, you gotta use some charm and some structure, and sometimes you gotta use the arm of your brother. Dumb pride, I learned to be the calm and the thunder and sunrise. It's not just the thoughtful words he puts on wax, but it's the emotion behind it all that is really striking. As I said before, sometimes it's the plain spoken, blunt nature of it that really smacks you in the face. But then it's also the emotion that he puts behind his words that's really striking. On this track, Spiral Disco, you can hear the heart behind his voice when he says, and sometimes you gotta use the arm of your brother. Listen to it again if you didn't catch it, but he really puts something behind that that makes you feel like it was a struggle to just get those words out of his soul. It gives me goosebumps now just thinking about it. 
and is especially impactful because he's often not overly expressive in his delivery. So when he is, it really, really packs a punch. Moving to the production now, Disco was produced solely by DJ Black Power, Mike's pseudonym for his production side of things, and it's an amazing piece of work, and plainly is the most impressive piece of production from Mike to date, as it delivers some of the most beautiful moments I have heard on record all year. Where I think Disco becomes, in my opinion, the best Mike project ever, is how the production helps to bring out this idea of clarity and hope in the music. Disco sounds like a literal disco ball. These instrumentals shimmer and shine with gorgeous jazz percussion, warm keys, and bass. It's this idea, though, of a disco ball that also gives me a clue into the album title's significance. The juxtaposition between the still heavy subject matter and the brighter production frames his reflections not as depressing revelations, but as the proud culmination of years and years of deep soul searching, where he can be at peace with what he has understood about his life experiences to date. Just like a disco ball, this album feels bright and hopeful for a better tomorrow. Another amazing aspect about disco is how Mike pairs his clear-headed musings with unbelievably inviting soul samples. I've always been a guy that sings along to the vocal sample of a song. I just love doing that. But on this album, that dynamic is brought to a whole other level. Ghoulish is probably my favorite song on the whole album and shows just how beautifully delicate these vocal samples can get that just grab me every single time. I know Mike has used vocal sampling like many producers do, obviously, many times in the past, but I just think on disco, he really manipulates vocals in a beautiful way. And this glowing strength of the album sound is further complemented by the glitchy chops that Mike incorporates in these beats, which only add to the dynamic nature of the album, drawing me even more in than I already was before. Baby Villain's off-kilter vocal samples that are just chopped slightly, that add such a nice aura to that beat, it's just unbelievable. The sound palette overall is probably most similar to Warren My Pen as far as Mike's previous albums go, but I think this album is more soulful and refined with more groove as well. As some of the vocal manipulation that Mike does on this album is so disorienting as he circles these vocals around these skittering rhythms and it honestly works perfectly just about every time. The one instrumental track too I found very interesting. It has these youthful vocals from a feature named Asia and further displays how instrumentally intricate but also instrumentally bright this album is. It's probably the brightest and most grand beat Mike has ever made. Finally, the attention to detail also extends to the ebbs and flows of the album's tempo, which I think was much better taken care of on disco than on albums past. 
Sometimes mic albums feature beats or passages in beats or runs of tracks that are a bit too sleepy or fragmented that kind of wreck the flow of an album at times. But on disco, I really don't get any of that. Even the most out there and mellow moments sustain a certain level of rhythm and groove that keeps the album's momentum chugging through. The final aspect of disco that I think needs to be discussed also is the songwriting, specifically the hooks. Although this brand of music certainly doesn't rely on earworm hooks to be successful, it still can get bogged down by sloppy, meandering hooks. This is something that has been the case for Mike throughout his entire career, in my opinion. Although Weight of the World did see a bit of improvement in this sense, generally, the hooks in Mike's music tend to negatively accentuate the already lackadaisical aesthetic that his rapping and production features. However, on Disco, I think he tightens this aspect of his music up quite a bit, making this album a bit more punchy and more rewarding of an experience listening to it front to back because there's no overdrawn lulls where I disengage. This doesn't mean that Mike all of a sudden switched his style up by any stretch. It means though that hooks like Big Love are more common where the hooks lyrical content even is so arresting and impactful and flows through to the verse effortlessly that it definitely sticks and makes me want to go back to the track. Sandra's chorus is straight up catchy as hell too with an infectious flow that I really didn't expect from Mike. It's something that he does sometimes get into at times. I'm thinking What's Home off Weight of the World as an example where he gets really wavy with his flow something that i hope he he finds a way to incorporate a bit more in his music because he does it really well it's, it's a very interesting aesthetic for him especially given his very introspective subject matter mike is an essential voice in hip-hop with one of the most impressive catalogs in this current era of music and disco is another fine addition to his catalog and in my opinion the best addition to his catalog. What always impresses me about Mike is that he is so sure of himself musically, and really has been since day one. I've never heard a Mike album and felt like he was trying to do too much or do something that wasn't 1000% authentic to him. He is an uncompromising, multi-talented individual with a good heart. What really more could you ask for? So Disco by Mike, I give it a mid 8 on 10. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rovieu, R-O-H-V-I-E-W. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. 
For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.